Good evening, everyone. Alicia here, coming to you with another somewhat informational yet heartfelt episode talking about the pandemic. But this episode is a bit different. We're going to learn about how some of my guests have been affected by the pandemic from the educational standpoint. Hi, my name is Annalise and I'm 11 years old. I am in the fifth grade. I just graduated from St. Joseph's College with my bachelor's in child study um, with a certification in speech. I'm 22 years old and I aspire to teach anywhere from kindergarten to like second grade, but I'll be certified K through six, birth and special ed. Not too long ago, the coronavirus pandemic was almost seen as a joke. We were of course all excited to have an extra few weeks off for spring break, but it essentially became more and more frightening as time went by. As the pandemic was hitting its immediate peak and essentially being taken more so seriously, restaurants, stores, and schools were all shut down. It was almost like a ghost town. Over 55 million U.S. school-aged children under the age of 18 were forced to be home at all times of the day all forced to conform to what we say, quote unquote, the new norm. You know, virtual classes were implemented and students and teachers were almost put in an ungodly position where they had to act fast. Hi, Annalise. It's nice having you here. What's your favorite subject in school or what do you most enjoy about school? My favorite subject in school is science. I really like science because I get to learn about the environment and animals. My favorite specials are gym and recess. I also like when it's lunchtime. (laughs) Prior to the pandemic, did you participate in any school sports or like PAL? Yes, I did. Before the pandemic, I was doing dance after school and did cheerleading too. Are you currently doing your schoolwork online, five days a week, in person, or alternating days throughout the week? I am now doing classes in person every single day. In the beginning, I was doing all online, then doing A day, B days, but I'm I'm happy that I get to be in the classroom and see my friends now. That's That's really nice. I'm really happy that you're in your classroom also, Annalise. Did you enjoy doing online schooling or is there anything that you missed when you were not able to like attend in-person classes? I liked online schooling because I didn't have to wake up early or get ready for school in the morning. Also, I was able to do all of my work online and learn how to use new learning techniques. My school uses iReady. We don't really use papers and pencils anymore, so we just use iReady, which is where we do our homework and learn about different stuff like math and reading. I really did miss my friends in school because I didn't get to say goodbye to them. While preparing to start middle school, is there anything that you're a bit afraid about or are you like anxious or are you really excited about going to school? I'm a bit afraid to go to to start middle school. The hallways are long and I have to worry about walking to and from class. Learning how to use a locker and possibly forgetting the combination is kind of scary too. I think that doing online school in the beginning of fifth grade did not prepare me much for the sixth grade. 
Do you think this whole pandemic experience has like affected you personally in anything that you've learned to do or something that you acquired during the pandemic? The pandemic did teach me how to stay in contact with my friends and family. I like to use my phone a lot. Lots and lots of TikTok. <laughs> yes, we definitely love doing TikToks together. But it was cool to learn how to do online school and see seeing me friends. <laughs> seeing my friends and teachers virtually. I really hope that this pandemic is over by sixth grade. Yeah, I really do hope that this pandemic is like dies down by the time you get into sixth grade. You know, I think that the middle school is still alternating into school days where you only go a few days a week, which is kind of sucks, especially for incoming sixth graders, don't you think? And I really hope you do get that experience and be able to use a locker and everything. Thank you. Annalise is one of the many elementary age students that took on ultimate responsibility of learning virtually. The social aspects of this pandemic were extremely detrimental to many children. Even Annalise herself expressed multiple times that there was a strain when it came to being stripped from face-to-face in-person communication, whether it was with her family or even her friends. Like many children her age, she has ultimately like taken advantage of the virtual aspects of communication, like social media apps, and essentially has found a new sense of appreciation for when it comes to all these technological advances and communication methods. Amanda, how long have you been teaching and or working with kids? Um, hi, I would say for about seven years. Um, I just finished my student teaching, which was about two semesters. So there was four placements for that. And then I've been working at my local Y since I was like 15 turning 16. So for a pretty long time. When studying for your bachelor's degree, certifications and all, did you openly take any online courses and did you find them difficult? Um, well, I didn't, like, openly take them, but they all transferred to online, obviously, given the whole coronavirus and pandemic situation. Um, I, in my case, didn't really find them more difficult, but I've heard, um, like, different professors made them more difficult depending on the class. But I did openly, when um, schools first got closed because of the whole pandemic, um, I was in one of my observations, and that completely got closed, so obviously we couldn't go anymore. But I actually taught the class, like, remotely, and I taught science, like, through Google Classroom and Zoom and stuff. So that was really interesting. Um, I did find it definitely more difficult than in-person teaching because there was Wi-Fi connection issues. And then there was obviously background distractions for not only myself, but the kids, obviously, too. And then certain people would walk in the camera and things just wouldn't go as planned. And there was Internet problems. So it was definitely more difficult, but it was definitely interesting. Interesting. And what are your views on children learning remotely? I understand you do work with children in sixth grade in like below. So how do you do you think this is like an effective way of learning? Or do you think that there's other methods that would be best for them? Um, it definitely has its perks, but it also definitely has its downfall because it's um, without a doubt not as good as hands on learning and like field trips and stuff. That's definitely the best for like a child's not only like mental well-being as well as also as their learning, but it's definitely less hands on. So that's kind of um, a downfall of it because tactile senses are really good for children to learn yeah. and it aids their memory. But um, I also do see it as being very helpful because kids love technology and they love games and being on iPads and computers and whatever it may be. But um, that's definitely a benefit of it because kids are more likely to learn and be willing to learn when it's like a game or something that they're interested in doing. So it definitely has its perks and its cons, but it's, you know, 
it weighs out. Yeah, and we t- still learn. So. I, yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. So I know you're graduating this semester, and congratulations into getting graduate into graduate school. What will you take from this pandemic into your first year of teaching on your own? Um, that's a great question, Lacey. <laughs> um, I think that I will definitely take in the fact that there are all different types of things that could happen when you're teaching. Like you never really know. It's kind of a situation or a career that could really change in any moment, and there's definitely all different things and aspects that you really have to take into account um like children's backgrounds and socioeconomic status and beliefs and things that you really you would think about prior to a pandemic but you think about a lot more because of a pandemic because you don't know what that child could be like that child's life could be like outside of school as much as you would if you're sitting on a computer and figuring it out um like for example someone from a higher economic status could have more access to like crayons or pens or pencils or paper or a computer when there's a child that may come from a low economic status and may not have any access to a computer or wi-fi so they have to go elsewhere to get those things or may not even have access to crayons or supplies in their house at all so you definitely have to pay attention to outside factors as well as um differentiating your instruction because what one like what it may work for one kid but it may not work for another kid regarding their abilities, but also, again, back to the um, environment that they're in and their socioeconomic status if they don't have one thing as opposed to another child that might. So there's definitely a lot of different things that you have to put into a factor and really realize that every kid is different and make sure that your instruction is catered to everybody. Yeah, for sure. I've never really thought of it in that point of view, and thank you for explaining it in that way. Do you think that, like, this pandemic has, like, prepared you to be a critical thinker outside of teaching? Or do you think that you're just going to take whatever you learned through this pandemic and only apply it to your professional setting? Um, No, definitely. I think, like I said, it definitely helps you think more critically about everything because things are so much different, so much more different than the way they used to be. So you kind of just think, like, oh, like, I would do this pre-COVID or pre-pandemic, but now I can't do that, so I have to switch it. And you kind of just put everything into more detail and you have to really understand that things are completely different and what you would once do you can't do now so an example is when I was doing one of my observations I think it was my final observation we were learning about um homophones and the kids had to figure out um they were given like a necklace with a homophone on it like a word and then if one little boy received the word here like h-e-a-r the other, that little boy would have to go around and find the word H-E-R-E, so they found their mm-hmm. homophones, but you really had to think about, like, um, location and how close they could get to each other, and if their masks were on, or if their shields were up, or yeah. they, like, couldn't get too close to each other, and couldn't touch each other, and that definitely was something that I wouldn't even put a thought into before yeah, this sure. whole COVID thing, and in schools, they had shields as well as um, like wearing masks all the time and they would have to wash their hands. There was definitely a lot of um, paying attention to germs a lot more than I would have yeah. pre, pre-COVID um, because obviously the kids wash their hands before they eat and after they use the bathroom and stuff, but it's definitely like every 20 minutes you would wash your hands sometimes. And if you had like five, 10 minute washing your hands break, that's 50 minutes during out the day. That's lost instruction time. Yeah, so course. it's definitely... It's definitely more difficult, but I think it makes you think critically about everything outside, too, because, like I said about the germs, you're going to go outside now, Mm -hmm. and you're going to put the 
germs from outside and you're going to think everything in your house now too rather than just going into school it's it helps you think about everything but um i think like obviously covid was definitely a hindrance on everybody but there were some benefits to it as far as um like being more self-aware and being understanding of your surroundings and the people around you as well too and i think that goes for school children as well as adults and anybody in general Wow. So thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for giving a different point of view of this whole like pandemic in the education system. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. As a freshly new college graduate, Amanda has been fully immersed into this new style of learning from the teacher's point of view. It was interesting for her to bring up the fact that many children's economic and or social statuses plays a huge role in how they're adapting to learning through the pandemic. She has came across students while teaching online who in which did not necessarily have school supplies at home like crayons and notebooks. You know, luckily her school district like provided students with Chromebooks if they needed. Some students saw school as a safe place, you know, a place where they could get food, be social, forget about all the things that were going on at home. Sadly, this pandemic has stripped all of these factors from them. Many grade schools have gone back to a somewhat normal classroom setting. But in the same sense, these students have been through so much throughout this whole pandemic. Even in a classroom setting, they are required to wear masks 24-7, have shields separating their desks, washing their hands a number of times a day, and essentially taking away from class instruction. This whole pandemic has been a learning experience for people of all ages. With the school year ultimately coming to an end, I hope the educational systems will continue to do their best to keep their students safe.